The Kayfabe Crunch is brought to you by Life. No one else will live it for you. Take the boldest of steps in the darkest of days, and the rest of the year will seem a breeze. If this year has taught us anything, it should be that we can't take existence for granted. Build that world, plant that tree, push that horizon. Also brought to you by Death, the Eternal Inevitable. The Kayfabe Crunch. No one is ready for news. Look, I don't care if next week is the Christmas special. I'm not having reindeer in the studio. Good news! This is your Kayfabe Crunch for Saturday, December 19th, 2020. I'm Kevin Kawada Kicks. It's also the one year anniversary of this very podcast. Right, well, I think that's enough fanfare. The news is too serious for nonsense. Coming up, we have all the latest from this week in wrestling. Plus, I engage in a lightning fast chat with Brickayla Spotify as we discuss our predictions for TLC. But first, in grappling history, in 1977, a match between superstar Billy Graham and Mil Mascaris ended in referee stoppage due to excessive blood loss. Experts say that had this rule been in place two decades later, not a single match would have ended by pinfall for the entirety of 1997. Bloody days. And in 1999, Goldberg gave a strong kick to the head of Bret Hart which ultimately caused Bret Hart to retire months later. As we look all the way back to the first half of this year, where Goldberg beat The Fiend and was set to headline WrestleMania over much younger talents, we have to ask, where's the receipt? Oh, here it is, the receipt for this new suit I bought for recording this podcast. That's right. I record every morning in a suit. Add that to your theatre of the mind and make this podcast even weirder. Thanks for choosing this atrophied news tissue. Inject the special serum and plump up the facts. And now, let's get on with the brutal burial news. Top story. Kevin Owens buried? Think I've got them with that clickbait. Owens opened SmackDown by declaring that he had told his family not to watch his match this Sunday at TLC, as he's afraid of how they'll see him afterwards with their eyes, I reckon. He called Reigns a hypocrite for declaring himself the head of the table while using his family as pawns, which, to be fair to Roman, every good head of the table does. As Karl Marx said, there's no power without exploitation. And now I'm on a list. Then, Heyman's big face appeared on the big screen, with big words. He stated that Roman is a sadist, so therefore, KO must be a martyr. And so he must be taken out for good. Not many martyrs who weren't. Owens then rushed to the back, but by the time he reached Roman's room, Reigns had hit the ring. And then KO just watched. He just sort of stood there looking at the TV screen 
Now knowing just where his mortal enemy is, he acted as though he had no idea how to get back to the Thunderdome. After Reigns told Owens to stay in his lane, KO finally decided to rush out to the arena. Call my family whatever you want, but don't you dare analogize me with cars. Upon his return to the arena, Owens was attacked by both Uso and Reigns. And then again later in the night, and then again later in the night. At the emotional climax of SmackDown, around five minutes before the hour, Reigns spoke of how this is an opportunity that Kevin Owens' kids, 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 kids will talk about. Rather optimistic of Roman to assume humanity has that many generations left, KO arrived for one final beating. Please, sir, can I have some more? And was buried under a pile of, yep, you guessed it, tables, ladders, and chairs. You know, just once, I'd like to see someone use these weapons in the middle of July, or a Hell in a Cell in May, or even, dare I say it, an Elimination Chamber in September. <sighs> Let me dream. And now it's time for your fast count. The fire on the trunk of news. Gable reveals the alpha philosophy as don't do what I say, do what I mean, which has been Vince's internal company slogan for nearly two decades. Randy Orton versus The Fiend is now a Firefly Inferno match. For health and safety reasons, each man must wear a flame retardant suit and carry a fire extinguisher at all times. This isn't the 90s, we don't want anyone to die. Bianca Belair calls Bailey a measuring stick. Bailey tells Belair to get on her spirit level. And Dad thinks they're both tools. Kenny Omega once again invades Impact Wrestling. By showing up every week, he's lifting Impact's viewing figures to raw levels of excellence. The first annual Sammy Awards crowns La La Land as Superstar of the Year. Charles Robinson yells at Dolph Ziggler at the end of his match. Little Nate is expected to start a feud with Ziggler, leading to a match at WrestleMania where he must wrestle and officiate at the same time. Sources say... Carmella names her latest champagne cheap and frantic after Sasha. Reports suggest she'll be naming her next one Loud and Slow after her current boyfriend. O'Reilly to face Balor on New Year's Evil. Phoenix to face Omega on New Year's Smash. And Humanity to face the reality of another terrible year on New Year's Day. And that's your fast count. You've been counted out. Bring wood and oil. Okay, it's time to play some royalty-free dubstep and run down our predictions for TLC 2020. It's your boy! I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But I will welcome Brakela Spotify to the show. Brakela, shall we do this? 
Let's do this, Crunchers. Okay, first up, we have The New Day versus The Hurt Business for the Raw Tag Team Titles. Raquela, who've you got and why? Well, for this match, I have The Hurt Business picking up the gold. This will be their third championship opportunity in a row, and as they say in hockey, third time's the charm. They certainly do, and I will pick The New Day for balance in our prediction program. Next, we have Asuka and a mystery partner taking on the team of Jax and Baszler for the women's tag titles. Bracabla, Hoofya Babla, and Wabla. Absolutely, Kevin. I am going with the champs here. Maybe if Lana were still around, I could see a victory for the challengers. But as it stands, I've got to pick the Irresistible Magicians. Oh, Irresistible Magicians? Is that a name you came up with? No, they say it on commentary every week. They whisper it so you have to listen real close. Alrighty. Next is Sasha Banks versus Carmella for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Raquela, who've you gotten? I'm going with the untouchable Carmella on this one. She's smoking, she's classy, and rumor has it she's had robotic lobster claws augmented onto her spine in order to sneak attack her opponents like a crafty crustacean. Can't wait to see those in action. And I'll pick Sasha Banks so we don't get angry tweets from anyone named Stan. Moving on, we've got AJ Styles challenging Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship in a TLC match. Brick Kubler, Hoopia Goobler, and Woobler. Well, obviously, this match has the potential for outside interference. You've got Omos, The Miz, and of course, the ghost of one-term president, Gerald Ford, who is rumored to have purchased front row tickets to the action, according to ghostwatch.co.uk. Looking forward to old Jerry getting involved. Let's metabolize the brands and pivot on over to SmackDown, where Roman Reigns defends his Universal Championship against Kevin Owens also in a TLC match. Raquela, who've you got and why? It's got to be the head of the table. Look, the match is TLC. T stands for table. Tables have legs. Legs are connected to bodies and bodies are connected to heads. There's some bones and tissues and cartilage in there, but we don't need to think about all that. I've got to agree with you there. Unless KO brings his no hitbacks card. He won back at Extreme Rules 2018. Then we've got a real wham bam, thank you ma'am, serve it up with a slice of ham here. Couldn't agree more with you, Kevin. And finally, it's Randy Orton versus The Fiend in the first ever Firefly Inferno match. This one's easy, and if you don't think it is, then you're a loser with no friends and I hate you. I'm going with the fireflies on this one. They set fire to everything they touch. They melt all flesh. They consume all. Neither Orton nor The Fiend will escape with their lives. The show will end with a double homicide and the court case begins Monday night. Exactly what I was thinking, Brickayla. It's like we're brain twins. All right, that just about does it for the crunch predictions. Any final thoughts before the dubstep track comes to an end? You've got seven seconds. If God is real, why does he allow suffering? It's a great point. Back to you in the studio. And there's just time to think back to that match where CM Punk did a little poo in the middle of the ring. Don't know exactly why we'd want to do that, but it's, it's written in the script and so I've said it. Join us Tuesday when we'll ask, do badly behaved children get Michael Cole in their stockings? And if so, how do we stop him? And remember, 
you can support this podcast by subscribing to our feed. This silly project will be put on a temporary hiatus once we reach 100 episodes. So the best way you can support us right now is to not forget about us through the early months of 2021. If there'll even be a 2021. (laughs) I'm just joking, of course there won't. This has been the Kayfabe Crunch. You're not quite daily, not quite news. Bump for the world of professional wrestling. The Kayfabe Crunch is brought to you by Death. It's ever-present and yes, has a part to play. But don't let this concept control you before you've taken a good bite. Use it to drive you, to push yourself further than ever before. Run at it with a sharpened knife and scream, I know you're coming for me eventually, but not today, you scully prick. Also brought to you by Life, its upbeat counterpart. The Kayfabe Crunch.